Welcome everybody back to our Amundsen podcast. We are on, I was just informed, season two, episode three. I think so. It, sound, it feels like we're in a we're in a, a TV show now, you know, season two, episode three. Like, where are you at? I'm at season six, episode 49. <laughs> yeah, so we must have gotten the funding for another season. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Well, a few people. Mm-hmm. We've been putting it on, I maybe didn't tell you this. So, of course, we're on Spotify Mm -hmm. and all those other podcast type things. Okay. Apple Podcasts. And we've been putting it on YouTube, of course, for all you who want to see. But I started putting them on Facebook as well. Okay. Because it's just more people to watch them then. Yeah, and we're getting a good response on Facebook, I feel like. I think so. So, we decided that the subject that we're going to talk about today is bluegrass festivals. Ooh, that's a good one. It's a good one. And it's kind of fitting because we were just at a bluegrass festival Mm -hmm. this past weekend. And we've been to several. Yeah, and I've been to many. More than us, yeah. Well, I grew up, well, grew up. I, what do they call that? I, I, um, I ground my teeth. No, that's not the right term. Not sure what you're getting at. <laughs> I, that's that's how I learned bluegrass mm. is going to bluegrass festivals, with the band the Baylor Strings mm-hmm. when I was out of high school. Our very first bluegrass festival was the Shady Grove Bluegrass Festival near Nanton, Alberta, and a few years ago we, we were there too. We went. We had a terrible experience. It was it, cold. It was cold. So. Sorry, I should say we had a fun time, but our sleeping situations weren't ideal. We were sleeping in a tent in minus negative degree weather. So, (laughs) bounce back 30 years, maybe not quite that far, and at that same festival, Gord and I, you know Gord Vaudlin, Jake Vaudlin. Jake Vaudlin's dad. Dad. Him and I slept in the back of a Suburban. Really? For that festival. They they need to get some sleeping yeah. anemones, anemones. Maybe they, I suppose they send the popular bands to town, to the hotel, but I guess we weren't that. No. But we would jam until like two or three in the morning, and really? then we'd crawl into the Suburban and sleep. Because it's in August, isn't it? Yeah. And for our non-Canadian people, August gets cold. It starts to get cool. At night, anyway. In fact, I think it's towards the end of August as well. Yeah. So it can start to freeze even. Yeah, I think it did freeze the night we were sleeping in tents. I remember we, it was hard to sleep, and we went into the Suburban and turned it on, and we were just... Yeah. (laughs) And we'd walk around, and... Okay, maybe we should clarify. So this is the Shady Grove Bluegrass Festival near Nanton, Alberta. It's a good one. You should go to it. So the jam sessions were scattered about the campgrounds and different people, they would have their campfires going. That was nice. And so we would go to different people's campsites and warm up and mm-hmm. sing a few songs. Yep. And if, your, if your fingers weren't too... I remember my fingers being too cold to move. So I don't know how they jammed. <laughs> so I have a really cool memory of Shady Grove Bluegrass Festival. The second time that our band, the Baylor Strings, were, were there... I remember um, getting to the Bluegrass Festival and people were already jamming. And I heard one of the songs that I'd written being jammed on the other side of the Bluegrass Festival. Are you serious? Yep. What? 
They were sing- Someone was singing Savior Save My Soul today at one of the jam sessions. Oh my goodness. And I probably thinking, would have cried. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it was pretty cool. It's like hearing your song on the radio for the first time. Well, even better, I feel like. I would say even better. Even better. Like someone really... Actually learned it. Yeah. And we're singing it. Wow. That is really cool. So the festival that we were just at was the Western Hills Bluegrass Festival near Wagner, Oklahoma, Sequoia State Lodge. Yes. Beautiful area. Tell us about it. Oh, man. It was so nice. And I guess we were one of the popular bands this time because we got put up in a very nice cabin, Um, like a little big cabin, actually. The whole family fit in it. The whole family. And it was like a three-minute walk from this lodge, which was huge and... um, several rooms and there was a big room with the stage and then there were several small rooms that were kind of sectioned off where there would be jamming and oh i probably i didn't even bother to count but maybe like seven or eight jams going at, at one least time. and at those least. are the ones that we could see then you go into like where the rooms are and there's two sets of hallways right and there would be jams like down like if you think of a hotel there's like corridors right hallways and there's there's groups of jams going on. It was crazy. And then there was the concert hall that you yeah. could go and listen to if you wanted to. Yeah. But, but really, <laughs> the jams were the best part. Oh, yeah. So we would go do our show, and then we'd come back, and we'd jam. And mm-hmm. Anna, she had a good time jamming, didn't yeah. you? She had a few older guys kind of take her under their wing. You want to come and tell us about that? I hope what you get out of this podcast is some really good bluegrass festivals to try out. Go to a festival. I jammed a lot. So what did you learn <laughs> while you were jamming? Um, well, when we were playing songs, when we were playing songs to and how to do the turnaround, kind of. Yeah. So whoever's not familiar with the bluegrass type of jam session is you sit around in a circle and everyone has their instrument or some people just sing right but so first of all everyone around the circle takes their turn to choose a song whether they're going to sing it or play it so that's fine and then when the song is playing the person who's singing sings and then you go around and everyone takes their turn at a turnaround or a break yeah and they just say okay it's your turn now well they don't say they just go like oh they nod yeah (laughs) and so if you're not, um, even if you don't really know the song, you just give it a try. Oh, yeah, because you play by ear. And it's such a fun learning time. Okay, mm-hmm. but do you know what my favorite part of jams are? Which is kind of stupid, but who came up with the Ten Commandments of jamming? Well, I don't know, but they're hilarious. They're, oh, I wonder if we can put up a paper we should find on, onto our video. Was it, it wasn't Ken Olson, was it? Well, I know he's the one where I learned it from at so first. So there's this thing. I, I couldn't even remember them. It's been a while. We learned them at the Northern Lights Bluegrass Festival in Saskatchewan. Ooh, that's a good one. We'll have to talk yes. about. Yes. And there's Ten Commandments, and there's, there's rules to jamming, and they have to be followed, like just like how it works. thou shalt. Thou shalt, and one of them is, the only one I can remember right now, really, is when you're maybe on the last, like maybe you're the last person to do a turnaround or a break, or you just want the song to end. If you feel the song is ready to end, you put your foot out, and everybody knows. After that segment is done, we're done. Yeah. And I, I actually saw a um, one of the bands at Western Hills 
they were doing a bunch of turnarounds and on this main stage and he put his foot out and everybody stopped right everyone then. Everyone knew to stop? Everybody knew. So there's a universal it's language universal. of bluegrass jamming. Mm-hmm. We'll have to put those up. So I would have to say I've been to a lot of festivals and for jamming, that would have been one of the best ones I've been to. The Western Hills? Yeah. 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 Well, Western Hills had a lot, but we were going to talk about the Northern Lights and I think that's still my favorite favorite just because I grew up at that one yeah but so ex- explain to people which one that is and where it is and when it is so it's in August like 20th ish I think it's in August yeah sometime in August it's um it's in Saskatchewan near Big River out in the boonies yeah the northern lights bluegrass and old time festival yep and grandpa used to do a Sunday special every Sunday which was really nice and so anyways, it's out in the valley. There's northern lights, I think, every time I've it's been there. It's beautiful and cold. And it's cold, um, but there's lots of cabins around and people bring their trailers. And again, there's jam sessions and fires. Right. But the jam sessions are a little different. So I feel like the jam sessions there are just bigger. Like the ones at the Western Hills, there was maybe like 10 people. In fact, if there was too many people, we would go start our own. Mm -hmm. So you'd have little ones. But Northern Lights, there was big jam sessions, like 40 people. Yeah, they had a kind of an organized jam session where kind of someone was in charge. Mm -hmm. um, And we'd sit around a big fire. Making sure the commandments were... (laughs) Yeah, but we'd sit around a big fire and there'd be a lot of people. But then there'd also be one in the, like the, what's the room? Kind of the lunch, the, the green lunch, room. The green room. And there'd be jamming in there. And, but yeah, then there was, was also fun. jamming out in the parking lots too. Really? We never got to be a part of that, but. I had to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was still young. When we started the Baylor Strings Bluegrass Band, we had other festivals. We would go to, we, we had a press festival in Prince George really? near in BC. Yeah. Edmonton, Alberta. Mackenzie, BC. And there was, man, a couple others that I can't really remember. Mm-hmm. But now that we've moved down to the States, they're all over the place. They are. It's just, just, yeah. Just quite a few, just a few minutes from our house. Right. So bluegrass festivals, if you're, if you're lovers of bluegrass, that's the way to get the whole experience. Not only listen to good bands, but also meet some great people. Like we made a lot of good contacts yeah. and friends. Yeah at that festival we did and like we've met some cool people like at the um the one in out calgary mm-hmm. what's that one called again uh, shady grove shady grove we i don't know if you guys have heard of zach top but he played there and that was before he i think that before he was he, he's made it big i think now yeah he's been on the opry and yeah and i think that was before he kind of started making it big so we got to meet him that was cool and i'm sure you've met a lot of people oh yeah over the oh years. that's where i would have met bill monroe and the the jim and jesse and is that people. where he gave grandma a kiss on the cheek yeah he did <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we have bill monroe stories <laughs> yeah zach top he was with a band called north country and do you remember they called ira up to play Banjo. Banjo with them for one song. That's right. And that was really cool. We still have pictures of that. Yeah. And that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. And also all those festivals, I mean, if you have kids and, or if you're, even if you don't have kids and you're just wanting to learn, most of those have like classes or workshops, um, that you can be a part of. And like, I took them before you just go with an instructor and he teaches you. Yeah. Um, you want to learn guitar or fiddle or whatever. You know, we've been to a lot of like folk 
festivals, country music festivals. Mm -hmm. But the thing about bluegrass festivals um, is, and I'm, I'm, I know gospel festivals are this way too, but bluegrass not having anything religious to do with it, there was no alcohol. I didn't hear any swearing. I didn't see anything or hear anything mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have wanted any of my kids mm -hmm. to be a part of. It's very, very good atmosphere. It was very good atmosphere, very family friendly. Mm -hmm. And so any families out there, if you want a fun weekend of getting your kids exposed to good Americana music, Bluegrass Festival is the way to go. They are fun. And you get to see other people who mm -hmm. are learning just like you. And mm -hmm. so it encourages you. Yes, motivate, motivates you. And get this. We've been in Shakota for almost three years, two and a half years. And we thought we were the only bluegrass family around. Yeah. And we thought, where Lonely are all us. the music people? Well, we go to this Western Hills Bluegrass Festival mm -hmm. and we meet people who live right here. Yeah, who've been several playing. people. Yeah, several people. Neighbors of ours who, who play bluegrass music and mm -hmm. we just didn't know it. Yeah. So we made contacts and yeah, I think we're going to get together finally with some people and do some jamming. Yeah, we need to start it. You know, I thought of this. When you're at a conference, a seminar, or a church camp, the sooner that you um, do what you've been told to do mm -hmm. or what you learned, the better, that, the better chance that it's going to yeah. happen. So we need to do this as soon as possible or else we're just all going to forget about it. Well, we have a building here. We can sure do jamming. Yeah. So, so if anybody's in the area, come on by. We'll that's to, right. We'll have to put out a date and a time. and. We're always ready for a jam session. Oh, yeah. We have the instruments here. If I could, I would leave work. but. Hmm. Um, make sure you follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Amundsen Family Music VIP. Go to our website and click on the blue VIP button and sign on because you'll get all kinds of background pictures, Yep, videos. I post pictures from my work and mm -hmm. what I've been up to a little bit yep. and lots of background stuff. Um, live concert footage. Yeah, behind the scenes. And stuff you probably wouldn't even want to see. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So follow us on VIP. And, of course, we are on Spotify, mm -hmm. Apple Music, um, iHeartRadio and things like that. Are we really? iHeartRadio? Yeah. That's cool. So Buzzsprout, mm -hmm. I'll give them a shout out, is where we upload our podcasts. And then they go and they put it on everything. Really? So all I have to do is put it on Buzzsprout. If you're wanting to start a podcast, check out Buzzsprout. I wonder if Buzzsprout will pay us for that. Maybe. Maybe if we advertise for them every time, we'll get like eight cents. Oh, hey, that's a good <laughs> idea. If anyone wants to be advertised and sponsor an Amundsen Family Music podcast, mm -hmm. come talk to us. Yeah. We'll do that. Yeah, because we get a, I think we have quite a few people watching our stuff now. Well, especially now that we're on Facebook, we're mm -hmm. getting quite a number. We, ooh, here's exciting news. Oh. We are like 500 followers away from 30,000 really? on Facebook. 30,000. So I'm thinking maybe we should have some sort of celebration when we get to 30,000. Yeah, or a, or a prize or a contest yeah. or something. Any ideas? Yeah. Let us know in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> maybe this is your chance to, to win it big mm -hmm. on our 30,000 follower competition. Well, we got to start thinking of some good prizes then. Maybe 
Yeah. So scheme. having said that, if you want to advertise and sponsor an Amundsen Family Music Podcast, just on Facebook alone, we're we're reaching over a million people a month okay. on Facebook. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty good. It's not bad for a little homey homey family band. <laughs> Shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, this has been fun. I realized I was chewing in the mic, so I apologize. <laughs> what were you chewing? Why don't you tell us? Well, so I don't know if you guys have ever heard of bubble tea. <laughs> B- bubba tea? That's how I- <laughs> It's bubble tea um, or boba. But yeah, it's, it's milk tea with like tapioca, I guess is the now, way you could say it. Now, you made that yourself. Uh-huh. You can, usually you buy it in the, like, at a store, like a bubble tea store, and it's a little better. But um, you can also buy packages at Walmart or wherever, and you can make it yourself. But and it turns out pretty good. It turns out pretty good. I didn't really cook the boba enough. So the, on- <laughs> the only thing I have against that is the straws that you guys use, they fall apart after a little while. Oh, they're Canadian straws. Everything's cardboard. Canadian straws. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a subject for another day. Yeah, so anyways, bubble tea is like my favorite thing ever. And Anna's too. Well, she- Anna and Sonora have kind of gotten to be fanatics. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't mind a... I rim. like bubble tea. Yeah. What are those there? We also bought macaroons. <laughs> so the girls were in town before the podcast. So what do we got here? Macaroons, an assortment. We like to do uh, fun stuff together. <laughs> so I'm not sure I know what a macaroon is. I don't really know either. All I know is it's two cookies with icing in the middle. You should try coffee one. Is it acceptable to... um? eat on a podcast just chewing the mic you mm-hmm. turn it into a- asmr <laughs> hmm. well what do you think that's interesting it is it's different they're well, not like authentic because they're just walmart but if you got them actually made from a cafe they're a lot better that's sweet Ooh. yeah well thanks for joining us and um what are we? Well, we'll find out what we're going to talk about next time. Yeah, stay tuned. We'll have another topic. All right. Bye. Bye.